When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 My email address, X-Zone at TalkStarRadio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. Let's see who's signed on and is listening over the last uh, commercial break. We've got Anderson, Indiana, Troy, Ohio, Naples, Florida, Pekin, Illinois, Man- Manitou, Illinois, Lombard, Illinois, Clearwater, Florida, Ottawa, Ontario, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Ottawa, Ontario, Belleville, Michigan, Dover, Delaware, Wichita, Kansas, Milani, Hawaii, Silver Springs, Maryland, Toronto, Ontario, Pekin, Illinois, Hamilton, Ontario, Pekin, Illinois, Fremont, California, Fredericton, New Brunswick, Waterford, Michigan, Washington, Illinois, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, Reichen, Lazian in Israel, Prescott, United Kingdom, Croydon in the United Kingdom, St. Louis, Missouri, Algeria, Istanbul, Turkey, Bronx in New York, Edinburgh, Texas, Fort Mill, South Carolina, Rockland, Ontario, Sunnyvale, California, Kiev in the Ukraine, Orange, New Jersey, Del Mar, Maryland, Edge, New Mexico, Beaumont, Texas, Toronto, Ontario, Nashville, Tennessee, Kenner, Louisiana, New York City, New York, uh, Bristol in the United Kingdom, and Guildford in the United Kingdom. To all our listeners around the world, welcome to the Exxon, because this is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network. My guest this hour is Rob Conabor, and he's been working in the field of the paranormal for almost two decades now. What began as an interest when he was still a private investigator grew as he honed his skills at local haunts, um, local haunts long before there were reality shows teaching people on how to do it. Although he had always approached the spirit world with a critical mind, he struck up a relationship uh, with nationally known psychic Greta, Greta Alexander. When an, a- when an accident left him with the ability to speak and understand ghosts, Rob turned from investigator to guide. Rob now spends his time helping people, both living and dead, find the peace they need. 
Living outside Chicago, he investigates locations across the country and is often called in when other groups have failed. Through his work, he is able to send spirits through the light to be with God. And through his psychic readings, he is able to help his clients find peace in their lives. He has appeared on many television shows, including Sightings, Scariest Places on Earth, A Haunting, and Mysterious Journeys. Joining me now is Rob Conover. And Rob, welcome to the X-Zone. Glad to be here. And Rob. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. From skeptic to believer. <laughs> was, it, was it a very hard transition? Very hard. I, uh, I did not believe in uh, anything paranormal. Mm-hmm. I did not believe in psychics. I was a private investigator. I uh, a very skeptical person. When You're I got former, out of the Marine Corps, yeah. I, I even uh, bounced in bars for a while before I became a private detective. I'd led a very hardcore life. I didn't believe in anything that uh, I couldn't see or hear. And, Rob, uh, when we come back from this commercial break, I'd like you to tell me and the rest of the Exxon Nation what it was that changed you from skeptic to believer. Rob Conover is our very special guest, Exxon Nation. His website, R-O-B-C-O-N-O-V-E-R dot net. Rob dot net. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Yeah, they've got a hell of a band. There's going to be a hell of a party up there one night. one 877 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon, around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Rob Conover is our special guest, and Rob, what was it? What was the event or the series of events that that took you from being the former Marine private investigator skeptic to the believer, the man who helps spirits go to the other side now to the light to be with God, and a psychic? Well, actually, it all started when I decided I was going to prove to a bunch of people in this town that uh, a building that they thought was haunted for years was was really not haunted. There was no way I believed in ghosts. And once I got permission to go in the building, and I had to take two or three people with me in order to go in the building, um, we had several things happen during the night that were uh, unexplainable, Even, but I was still a skeptic and a private detective, so I was going to find out what was causing these things we were experiencing. I didn't believe that it was a ghost that was doing it. And uh, the night after we spent the entire night there, I was going reviewing the tapes we had taken, film. Mm-hmm and uh, saw some doors opening and shutting by themselves, saw some lights, saw a figure moving across a window of a door. Um, All these things happened while I was right there, but I didn't see them until I I reviewed the tape. 
And uh, being the type of person I was, I was going to get a perspective on this. So I took it down to the police station and showed it to several police officers at the same time, thinking they were going to they were going to be very honest anyway. And none of them laughed, and none of them made any jokes about it. And uh, a crime scene investigator there said, "You've got to show this tape to Greta Alexander, who was a well-known psychic." But I didn't believe in psychics, and I didn't want to do it. I, mm-hmm. I said, "I'm not going to do that. I don't believe in that stuff." And uh, it took him quite a while to convince me to go out there and show this tape to her, and I and I did. And the woman looked right at me and said, you're very sensitive to these ghosts, and you're going to be doing this uh, probably for the rest of your life. And I laughed right in her face, and I told her she was full of crap. <laughs> and uh, then she told me I needed to go back out there and tell these spirits that it was okay to cross over. And I said, what are you talking about? You know, I, I don't have any idea what you mean. She goes, you have to just tell them it's okay to cross over. Mm-hmm. And the guy that took me out there begged me to go do this. And I said, well, all right, I'll go back out there one more time. The thing of it was they were tearing the building down at the time. So the guy that was in charge out there had to find a key and get us in. And for some reason I took my surveillance camera with me again and set it up on this floor where those doors had been that were opening and shutting. It was now an 8 by 8 block wall because they were tearing everything down behind it. And we went down and left it running, and we went downstairs and, I said, you believe what i got to do? And he goes, oh, I believe in Greta Alexander. you got to do this. So I stood out in the middle of this empty room and said, okay, ghosts, uh, Greta says, tell you it's okay. You can go on. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, and then we went back upstairs after about an hour, and my camera was not only shut off, but it wasn't facing the way that I would left it, and there was nobody else in the building. So we went and reviewed that tape, and on that tape we saw some things we couldn't believe. Uh, and my camera was actually lifted up in the air for about six seconds while it was filming. Was lifted up in the air? Up in the air. It was actually wobbling up in the air and filming. And the entire atmosphere of the hallway had gone completely dark, and there were lights coming from places there shouldn't have been. It was, it was pretty weird. I still was trying to figure out how that happened because I still didn't believe in ghosts. And, um, of course, uh we showed it again to Grant Alexander, and she goes, oh, yeah, there's two or three spirits there. And I said, oh, yeah, right. And uh, I was very happy being a private detective, and she kept telling me, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Well, as things happened, uh, my brothers were part owners of the detective agency. One got into politics, one wrote a book, and they kind of sold the agency, and I was without a job. So I went right into uh, becoming a, uh, working in a machine shop. And the newspaper article come out about what I'd done, spending the night in the in the building, and people were calling me saying, "Hey, I want you to come and check that." I said, "I don't do that." Mm-hmm. I got letters from all over the place from people telling me their ghost stories and everything, and I just pushed them aside. And I got into this job at a machine shop, and uh, I had a very uh, intense accident where one of my fingers was not cut off, but it was caught up in a machine and slowly yeah, and methodically busted up and pulled from my hand and it took a uh, long time and I didn't have anybody there to help me shut the machine off so I had to endure Mm -hmm. and it was after that operation where they worked on my hand when I was sitting home that I started having uh, dreams and seeing things and not understanding any of it I was very afraid of it because uh, I I didn't understand it I, I didn't know how I knew to tell my wife to be careful going to work there was going to be an accident there was and 
to tell my kids not to go to school that way today, go this other way because something's going to happen that way. And I became very frightened that I was going to sit down next to somebody I loved and mm-hmm. see them pass away, and that was my biggest fear. And then Greta Alexander found out about what was going on with me and called me and said, are you going to use this gift? And I said, no. As a matter of fact, you can have it. Come and get it. And um, I was very serious. I, I didn't want to do this. And um, then one day a lady showed up at my house. Uh, my hand was still wrapped up. I was still uh, recovering. And uh, she said, are you Rob? And I said, yes, I am. And she goes, I want a reading. I knew right away Greta Alexander had sent her. But I wasn't doing anything, so I, I said, a reading. I said, what's a reading? And she goes, that's where we sit down and you tell me what you think. And I said, well, I'm from Missouri. We call that a conversation. <laughs> and I sat down with this lady, and the next thing I know, I'm telling her things about her family and blah, 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 and stuff I couldn't possibly have known. And then I told her she needed to go see a doctor. And uh, she said, no, I'm, I'm okay physically. And I said, no, you're not. A week and a half later, she called me and said that because of what I had told her, she had went to see a doctor, and they found she was in the precancer stages of ovarian cancer, but they were able to stop it because they got to it soon enough. And then I started thinking maybe I could help people with this. And um, I called Greta Alexander, and I said, tell me, am I going to be seeing uh, weird things everywhere I go? And she started telling me, no, it's, it's not going to be like that. As a matter of fact, she asked me to come and work in her office. And I did. And the first spirit that I ever saw came up these stairs out of her basement into this room that I happened to be in. Nice-looking guy. Looked at me. I looked at him, said, how you doing? And uh, he faded away into nothing. And, how did you feel after seeing that? I was, I was kind of uh, just, I wasn't scared. I, I was just kind of in uh, shock that I just saw this guy disappear. And uh, Greta's husband at the time came into the room, and I said, I think I just saw a ghost. And he said, uh, what did he look like? And I explained to him what I saw and what he looked like. And he left the room, come back with a picture, and says, is that him? I said, yeah, that, that's the guy. And he said, that's dead, uh, Greta's first husband. <laughs> he uh, passed away here in this room. And uh, Greta came in and told me, yeah, uh, we made a deal that whoever died first would wait for the other one, and we'd go through the light together, and I know he's here, and I smell his cigar smoke, and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, after that... Uh, I decided that if I could help people, I would. And when I went on my first uh, actual ghost case, uh, that's when I discovered not only could I see them, I could talk to them. You know, a lot of people in the past have made fun of psychics. However, like me? No, no. I mean, I've made fun of them, too. Well, you see, except when... You watch a news organization like CNN, and they run in prime time this morning a um, a piece on psychics called "Psychic Business Booming in Tough Economy," and uh, psychics are charging up to one hundred and thirty-five dollars for a consultation. Wow. And businessmen actually say that the insight from psychics help them make better decisions. So when you've got organizations like CNN who are airing these kind of stories and you have people like yourself and other credible psychics, I'm not talking about the ones who should be in the woo-woo factor. I mean people like yourself who went from being a Marine to an investigator who, you know, like you don't sway very easily. No, and I'm still very skeptical about a lot of things. 
But where does the line between being skeptical and being a realist start and end? Well, my belief is this. Don't believe it till you see it. You saw it, my friend. Yes, I did. You saw it. And I've uh, done close to 700 cases in 19 years. My Lord. And I've experienced um, everything that you can possibly imagine. As far as the psychic end of it is concerned, I look at it as more scientific than supernatural or paranormal. I think sometimes when people go through very traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. emotional and physical, that a part of our brain that we just don't use all the time opens up and lets that that ability out. So are you saying that your accident caused the switch to be turned on? I think so, yes. Makes sense. And I think that uh, the other part of it is the spiritual side. I believe that God had a hand in it because my faith in him... Uh, mm-hmm was practically gone, and uh, once you actually save somebody's life by telling them something they didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it changes your outlook on a lot of things. In 19 years, I've helped save 11 lives. I don't apologize for that, and I don't, uh, I don't make excuses for that. You That's shouldn't. The way things are. Why would you want to make? Why would you want to apologize or make excuses for that? Well, exactly, I don't. I think that's wonderful. And I think that uh, when people, you know, the, my biggest problem is there are psychics out there who are taking advantage of people. Yeah, and we're not going to mention those that. those are the ones Adam you get into that, that want the money. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have come to see me that don't have money, but I don't turn them away. That's because you're a true, you're a true person. You are here on a mission. You're here to help people. Well, and I that's think why God you're going to be blessed. And I don't think he'd want me to turn somebody away just because they didn't have money. You and I have to take a commercial break right now, Rob. First of all, thanks for being with us. Oh, I'm glad to be here. And when we come back, I'm going to play the uh, clip from CNN with a courtesy of CNN. It's uh, three and a half minutes. And uh, let's hear what the people in mainstream news are now saying about psychics. Going to psychics for business... Uh, business ideas or how your business is going to go. It's a tough economy. Are you a skeptic or a believer? Give me a call at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My name is Rob McConnell and this is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. And for more information on our special guest this hour, Rob Conover, www.rob. C-O-N-O-V-E-R dot net. We'll be back after the news. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 
401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Anyway, so why not put your fortune in the hands of a fortune teller? That's right. Have you ever been to a psychic? Have you ever gone to a psychic? No, I I've had my palm read once at I've party. never gone to a psychic, but now more people on Wall Street, more people who have been just killed in the economy are going to see psychics. You don't need a crystal ball to see the times are tough. So, so tough, in fact, a lot of people now are taking an unconventional approach to improve their fortunes. They're seeing a psychic. You don't need a crystal ball to see the times are tough. So tough, in fact, some people are taking an unconventional approach to improve their fortunes. They're seeing a psychic. What I expected was something like Ouija boards or, or someone looking at my palm and saying my lifeline. What Bruce Levy found when he began seeing psychic Roxanne Osselman you really see that the economies are going to merge was something completely different. She's able to make me see things that I wouldn't otherwise see. And I just think she has this intuition that gets through to my subconscious in a way that I can't. You can have it work out the way that you want it to. Osselman says what's bad for the economy is good for her business. Now it's more types of people I've never seen before. Men in the business world, high-powered jobs, stock market, Wall Street. It's a little bit delicate, but... Uh, and the questions have changed, too. Should I merge with this company? Should I bring in a partner to my company? But can psychics really see what economists can't? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Regardless of what the stars say, regardless of what the map says and different things of that sort, and, and in terms of if Pluto's lined up with Mars and things of that nature, you have the ability within yourself to save, to plan, to be diligent. But in tough economic times, that's easier said than done, according to Professor Gitter Johar, who has studied consumer behavior. The biggest reason people are going to see psychics is probably that they want to feel in control. And when they see that their uh, financials aren't looking so good and they really can't turn to their financial advisor, they uh, haven't been getting, you know, really good advice. And so they have to turn to someone else. So are psychics the comfort food of this financial famine? One website we checked says they're doing well, even though some psychics charge up to $20 per minute. I've just reconciled myself to not being able to understand why it works, but empirical evidence, my own experience, tells me it does work. So. Let's be honest, no one knows where the economy is going. I, I guess it couldn't hurt to ask a psychic, right? <laughs> uh, psychic Roxanne Osselman. I'd like to thank the people at uh, CNN for allowing us to use that clip. That was on uh, the morning show this morning. Psychics business booming in the tough economy. one 877 toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. My guest this hour is Rob Conover, and Rob, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Um, from skeptic to believer, but still skeptical, uh, can a skeptic make a good paranormal investigator? I think a skeptic makes one of the best paranormal investigators. 
because uh, when you get a phone call from someone that says, hey, I think i got a ghost, I'd like you to come and see it, you know, <laughs> you know there's probably not anything there. But when you get a phone call from somebody that uh, is very worried and very emotionally upset, you've got a man that takes care of his wife and kids mm-hmm. and defends them against everything, and he's got something in his house he doesn't know how to deal with, and he's got to call another man to come in and save his family. You know, that that's that's a difference. That's, that's something he hated to do. But he's willing to let you come in and, and, and do this. You know, and you've got to go in with an open mind. You've got to go in... Uh, with uh, an investigative attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I found a lot of things that people thought were paranormal in their house that actually turned out to be things that were man-made caused by them. They just didn't take the time to really investigate to find out what it was. And then, on the other hand, I've come into houses and found something that was there that was causing all the problems that was supernatural that was from the other side. Rob, what is the project to save Bowen? Uh, that's a project I got involved in, a uh, man by the Richard name of Richard Weiss bought uh, the Bowen Building, which is the Bartonville Mental Hospital. It's an, a historical building that's been over there for since the 1800s, and uh, I started investigating the building myself. It's a huge ground over there. It's a huge building. There's three graveyards over there. The entire area is... is, is uh, there are spirits everywhere out there. I've helped 30 spirits leave that building alone. And um, they were going to let it be torn down and sold off. Mm-hmm. This man bought it, and he's trying to get it restored, and he's having uh, tours all summer, uh, haunted uh, tours. And uh, I've been going out there. I've, I've given seminars out there. I've stayed out there all night, given all-night tours to raise money to put into the building to get it restored. It's a very important project to me because that building is, is, is something very special. And if you go to Save the Bowen, B-O-W-E-N.com, you can find out all the information there about the tours and helping and donating and uh, whatever you can do to help save the building. What do you think makes uh, you different from other investigators, and why have you been labeled the real deal? Actually, I was labeled the real deal by someone who's now a very good friend of mine, Troy Taylor, who's written many, many, many books. On yes, he's a great guy. And Yeah, Troy is a great guy. But when he first met me and heard what I did, he was uh, very skeptical about it. And uh, uh, he decided that he was going to give me a shot just to find out uh, if I was for real or not. And uh, after I did about two or three cases that he had recommended that people call me, and they kept calling him back saying, man, it's fantastic. It's over. It's done. We don't have the noises anymore. The house is so different. He started calling me RD for real deal, and it just kind of stuck. How do you get the noises to stop? Do you go in and just command them to leave? No, 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 no. What do you do? When I go in, it, <clears throat> first of all, over the over this 19 years, I've learned to believe, and this is just my belief, mm-hmm. that when we die, we're all confronted by the light. And if you're a very spiritual person, you believe that that's where God is. You're going to run through the light. But if you feel like you have something to finish here on earth, or you need to tell somebody something, or you're feeling guilt about something you did while you were alive, or you were just an evil person, you don't want to go through that light. You have a fear of going to hell, or uh, you, you have to finish this, this project, or... Mm-hmm tell somebody something before you can go, which is the reason they don't cross over. And 
I've found that over the years that two things bring them out. And I've had people live in houses for six, seven years, nothing ever happened. And then, boom, all hell breaks loose. And I, th- I find that emotional upset in the house, arguments, screaming, or renovation. All of a sudden, the wife says, "Hun, I want you to tear that wall down. He starts tearing it down. They don't like that. They decide to come out and start making a lot of noise. Or they don't like the person that's living in the house. People before them never had a problem. Yeah. But this person moves in, they don't like it. And when I confront them, when I go into a house, I do a walkthrough. When I mm-hmm. do a walkthrough, I can sense whether anything's there or not. And then I'm, I go into making communication with them. And then when they start talking to me, I find out what the problem is. I help them with that problem and help them cross over through the light. And once I saw them actually turn and walk through that light the first time, I was hooked. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and I still I still uh, consider it the most amazing thing I've ever seen every time I see it. What does it look like? It's, it's like a doorway. It's white light, blue light. Mm-hmm. Um, as I start talking to them, I carry my Bible with me. I get a lot of flack from both sides. Why? I think it's a great idea. I carry my Bible with me so they know what side I'm on. Exactly. And I talk to them, and God seems to guide me and tell me the right thing to say to to these spirits. Mm -hmm. And they're people. We have to remember they're people, and they have problems, and we help them with those problems. And we bring God into it, and even the worst of them, I've helped cross over and go through that life. Uh, And when they walk through that life, I see them as they are when they die. I've seen burn victims, I've seen gunshot victims, I've seen people that have been car wrecks. But when they start going through that light, I see that transformation start on them, where they start going back into a normal person before they get to the other side. And I, it, I, I guarantee you, once you see that, uh, you're hooked. And when that happens, mm-hmm. the entire atmosphere of that house immediately changes. There's no more heaviness. There's no more tenseness. It becomes very light. I have the people in the house do a walkthrough, and they always come back and say, I can't believe this is the same house. Is it possible for people to bring an entity or or a spirit from one house to the next without knowing it? Uh, I have. I. It's, it's very rare that I run into any kind of situation where a person themselves are haunted. Mm-hmm. But I have run into situations where an object has brought a spirit into the house with them. And, of course, people don't believe that that old desk over there, that old uh, antique sewing machine, Mm -hmm. would have a spirit with it. So if things get tough in the house, they decide to move, they take it with them, and boom, everything's still happening. And I remember one case in particular where it was an antique sewing machine that the spirit in the 1800s had actually sat there for 16 hours a day doing her work, sewing. And it was her life, that machine. And when she died, she stayed with it. Oh, wow. But there's a lot of reasons that these things stay, and and you have to find out those reasons. You have to help them, and you have to convince them that it's better for them to go to the other side, even with the worst of them, the the mean ones. I have have a catchphrase that I use with those particular spirits that says, I say to them, I say, you know, the worst of God's judgment is still better than the best of the devil's. What happens if they don't want to go? Well, that's when it becomes the Bible and God and demanding. And it's uh, it can get very intense. 
but my I never backed down. I never walked backwards. I always walked forward, and I, they always leave. Are you ever in any physical danger yourself? I've been pushed. Um, nothing serious, no. They have at times gone out of their way to try to frighten me. Mm-hmm. You know, if they tell me that room up at the top of the stairs is where everything happens, Right. That's where I go, and I go up in there by myself with the lights off. And the reason I go in the dark is to let them know I'm not afraid. And they can show me more in the dark. And people say, is he crazy? <laughs> no, I'm not. And I don't have any fear because I have faith in God, and he's going to protect me. And uh, like I said, I made a vow I'd never back up from anything. I always go forward. What was the most hair-raising case that you ever worked on, the case where the the hair on the back of your neck just stood up and you had to start questioning yourself and your own abilities? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pretty intense case. Uh, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Okay. But um, it was a case of a woman who uh, had led a very risque life. She owned uh, She owned a condo. She owned her own business, and at the age of 48, she decided, I'm going to change. And she said a prayer to God. She sat in her bedroom and said a prayer to God. She said, I didn't know how to pray, so I just spoke out and said, God, I'm going to find you. And that's what she meant. She was going to study the different religions and find one that she liked, join a church, quit drinking, running around the whole nine yards. And uh, she had a 25-year-old son that lived with her in the, in the condo, but he was never home. He was always gone. And um, not long after she said that, she woke up in her bedroom, and all the furniture that had been in the bedroom was stacked up around her bed. And she had to move this furniture to get out of bed. And she goes, this is a horrible joke, and went to her son's room to find out why he did it. He wasn't there. So she moved everything back. That night when she tried to go to sleep, she was awakened by something clawing at her face, pulling her hair. Um, it was intense. She could hear whispers. It scared her so bad that she actually moved downstairs on, onto the couch. And it continued down there, but she felt safer because she was closer to the door. She even bought a little puppy dog to try to keep her company. This went on for months. Then she decided to find help, and she wound up calling one of those psychics that come in and charged her a great deal of money and brought her little team in. They stayed downstairs. She walked through the house, came downstairs and said, there's something evil in this house, and if I were you, I'd move and left. She got back on the Internet, and she found Troy Taylor, and Troy said, yes, ma'am, I can come there, and I might be able to tell you if you have something there or not, but if you want to get rid of it, call, call this man. Gave her my number. And I drove to Tennessee by myself, and I got there, and... Um, very nice lady, and I told her, I said, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of wired from the trip. I'm up. I said, why don't you just go ahead and go to bed, do whatever you normally do. I'll stay up all night, find out what's bothering you. She went to sleep on the love seat she'd been sleeping on downstairs. I stayed up all night. I walked through the house. I went upstairs. I walked all through the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. I even went outside this condo and walked around. Never felt anything. She woke up at 6 o'clock the next morning. She said that was the first full night's sleep I've had in months. What was it? And I said, I never felt the thing. I never found anything. I'm sorry. And she goes, okay, I gotta, I'll got. i go to work. I said, She said, uh, you can stay in my bedroom upstairs. I don't use it. You can use the shower. 
use the bed. Mm-hmm. When I get home tonight, we'll talk again. I said, okay, sounds like a deal. You and I have to take a commercial break. This is a cliffhanger. Rob, stand by. Rob Conover is our special guest, www.robconover.net. Rob and I will be back, and we'll finish this very interesting and exciting story as we continue live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back after this message. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. one 877 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Still to come on tonight's show, Edward Humes is going to be talking about Earth Day 2009, and Serenity Moore is going to be joining us to talk about spirituality and psychic abilities. My guest this hour, Rob Conover. And Rob, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us about this this uh, case that you were working on that actually brought you to the brink, so to speak. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, uh, I never felt a thing or anything the mm-hmm. whole night. She went to work. Um, I went upstairs. I, you walk, walked up these stairs. There was a long hallway. Halfway down the hallway was an entrance to a huge bathroom, and across from that was a walk-in closet. Right. And then you walked into the main uh, bedroom. After I had uh, taken a shower, cleaned up, and started toward the bedroom, as I stepped into the bedroom, I felt the energy. The energy was very intense. It was very strong. So I stopped, and I said, okay, I feel you. Why don't you show yourself to me? And it was my first time ever experiencing anything like this. As I was standing there and I looked down the hallway from the bathroom, I just came out of this very dark figure, went across the hall into the walk-in closet. Holy cow. And I went down to the walk-in closet. I stepped in. I could feel the energy, but I could not see it. And uh, <laughs> this is when it gets really crazy. That's when I heard this very calm voice say, Rob, this is where the battle will take place. And as soon as I heard that, I, I become very calm about the whole thing. I went right back into the bedroom and laid down, went to sleep. Mm-hmm. She came back. I told her what happened. I said, it's going to take place upstairs. I said, I want you to get something comfortable. I don't know how this is going to go. We went upstairs. Uh, well, before we went upstairs, the phone rang, and it was this uh, psychic that she had called before, wanted to talk to me, evidently knew I was going to be there. She goes, I want you to know we're praying for you over here. And I said, well, you can come over here and pray for me. She goes, no, we'll pray for you from over here. I said, well, you're not doing me a lot of good, and I hung up. We went upstairs. I had my Bible. She got up in the middle of the bed in her sweats. I sat on the edge of the bed looking down this hallway. All the lights were off. The dog was downstairs. I didn't know what was going to happen, and then this very loud scratching noise started all over. It was like a thousand rats trying to come into this room. She says, what is that? I said, I don't know. And then while we were sitting there in the darkened hallway, at the end of the hallway, this young man appeared, and she said, that's my son. What's he doing here? And he looked at me, and he said, come here, Rob, and I'll tell you what what's going on. And I knew it wasn't her son, and I said, I'm not going anywhere. And he vanished. I'm saying this very fast before we run out of time. 
um, several minutes later, there was a very ugly dark face appeared in that dark doorway and said, you can have the uh, woman, too. We'll hold her for you. That's not exactly what he said. And I held up the Bible again, and I said, I'm not going anywhere. It went away. And then this voice came to me again and said, Rob, if you can hold them off till midnight, the battle will be won. Rob, I've got, wrap it up in 10 seconds. In 10 seconds, the battle was won. Everything stopped. I went downstairs. She came down. She said the house is totally different. She lived there for two more years before retiring and moving to Miami. Rob, we're out of time, but I want to have you back on in the near future. Thanks very much for joining us Sounds tonight. Good. Love talking to you, and thank you very much, Chris Balzano, for helping make this interview possible. I'll be back after the news. Don't go away.